stay fly, stay fly. Stay I couldn't fly. just be good on the football field. I had to be great in the classroom as well. And also, just keep it real, I'm a black quarterback. And I understood that at the end of the day, they're going to look at me differently than they look at my counterparts. They're going to look at me and say, oh, well, he, he can't process. He can't think. He can't be smart. That's incorrect. I can. And I was. And I have been. So going through that redshirt freshman year, we beat Wake Forest the following week. We beat Maryland. Then we played Tim Tebow. Uh, University of Florida in the swamp. You're listening to the Fly Guy Show. They do everything on the fly and in such a fly manner. Stay fly, stay fly, stay fly. The views expressed by the guests are only the views of the guests. Unless we say we agree. Unless explicitly stated. <laughs> hey, this is Ernie Thomas here on the Vol School Podcast. You're listening to Psycho Vaughner's Fly Guy Podcast. Support, like, subscribe, and share. He's saying some good things. Share it. Don't keep it to yourself. Good morning. I'm Earl Walton, and it is a pleasure to introduce our keynote speaker, Eric Rodriguez, E.J. Manuel Jr. I've known E.J. since he was a kid playing recreation sports in Virginia Beach. As a matter of fact, I was one of E.J.'s little league coaches. E.J. was a gifted athlete with great leadership skills. E.J. attended Bayside High School in Virginia Beach, where he played for the Marlins football team. He graduated in 2008 and was recognized as the 200-plus scholar that year for his academic achievement. EJ attended Florida State University and was one of the most productive quarterbacks in school history. During his tender at FSU, he led the Seminoles to the fourth most wins in program history, including notable victories in the 2013 Orange Bowl, 2012 ACC football championship game, and 2009 Gator Bowl. Following his career at FSU, EJ was a first-round draft pick by the Buffalo Bills in 2013. He started in 10 games during his rookie season, spent five seasons in the NFL playing for Buffalo, and a season for the Oakland Raiders. EJ joined ACC Network in 2019 and is now a studio analyst on The Huddle, ACCN's signature football show that airs Friday evenings and Saturday mornings throughout the fall. Please join me in extending a warm welcome to EJ Manuel Jr. Good morning, fellas. Uh, I'd like to thank Mr. Tony Canyon for this opportunity, the chair of the 200 plus men's scholar breakfast. I'd like to thank Mr. Jim Gray, the president of the 200 plus men's scholar breakfast, Mr. Ron Brinkley, uh, Coach Earl, thank you for the introduction. Uh, Coach Earl is actually my Little League coach uh, for the Woodstock Nanny Lions who won a city championship back in the day. He's been an intricate part uh, in my life since I've really been eight years old. Uh, so Coach Earl, appreciate you. Thank you for this opportunity as well. I want to thank my mom and my dad, Eric, uh, Eric Manuel and Jackie Manuel, uh, as well as my sister, Amber Manuel, and uh, my two grandmothers, Eleanor Dudley and Pearl Ames, and uh, Bill Dudley, my grandfather's, you know, rest in peace. And last but not least, uh, I'd like to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for this platform and for this opportunity to speak to you guys this morning. Um, today, you know, fellas, I just wanted to come and first off congratulate you uh, for being uh, here, having this opportunity to be a part of this uh, Scholar Breakfast. Um, can't remember what year ago. It might have been 2008 or 2007 uh, when I was in the same chair, same shoes as you guys. 
uh, as a young uh, high school athlete, student athlete, uh, with a 3.0 and higher GPA. Uh, I attended Bayside High School, the Health Science Academy. And, you know, I'm from this area. So for me to now come back, what's that, 13 years later, 14 years later, to have a chance to speak to you all, uh, it means the world to me. So just bear with me. Uh, it'll be a, a good speech. Make sure I have some good stuff for you guys that'll hit home and uh, will certainly set you up for your future. And the way I kind of put this speech together, I asked myself, what would I want to tell uh, a 16, 17, and 18 year old EJ uh, back when I was at Bayside? And some of the things that I've learned, and I'm not old, I'm 31, uh, but I definitely feel like I've learned uh, enough uh, in the past 13 years of life of what's to come for you guys as successful young men. And as I talk about success, uh, that's what I wanted to speak on. Uh, the definition of success is actually the accomplishment of an aim or a purpose. Okay, so as you move through life, you're going to have to have moments where you say, I want to be this, I want to do that, I want to achieve this. And when you make that statement, you now put yourself in a position for, to have opposition, for people to say, you can't do this, you can't achieve that, you're too small, you're not smart enough. Uh, you, you don't fit the criteria for what we're looking for. And those are all things that we run into in life. And that's a part of life. You shouldn't shy away from that. And if you guys have already dealt with that, I'm sure you have, as some capacity in your life, just keep pushing forward. So that's what I want to talk about today. <clears throat> to me, the meaning of success is happiness. Uh, it's peace. Uh, it's financial freedom. Um, it's areas of life where you're just, you know, you're excited. I, I wake up every single day happy. Um, you know, and, and truly, I, you know, it sounds cliche, but, you know, I think for me growing up and I'll get into this, you know, my, 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 my mission in life was to make other people around me uh, better. You know, so as a quarterback, uh, I guess I should go back into my bio. So before I get into all of that, uh, I grew up here in Virginia Beach, uh, Woodstock area in College Park. I attended Woodstock Elementary School. And uh, my parents, you know, had both my parents in my life. So I was very fortunate and blessed to have that. Um, but I think the biggest thing that my dad instilled in me as a young child was to never say I can't. And that's something that has stuck with me throughout my entire life. Uh, understanding that, you know, just because it might be hard uh, to, you know, do my homework. Uh, it might be hard to, you know, have the courage to go up and talk to a girl. It might be hard to uh, go out in front of 100,000 people and throw a touchdown. So I think as far as understanding that you can achieve, you can be this, you can be that, um, you know, that instillment in my life as a young child certainly helped me. But growing up here in Virginia Beach, you know, I'm very proud to be from the 757. Uh, it's something that I've always prided myself on. And even now in my current job with the ACC Network and ESPN, you know, I always try to pump up the guys that are from this area. Uh, two guys that stand in mind is uh, Patrick Jones, the second defensive end from the uh, University of Pittsburgh, just got drafted to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, and Jeremiah Owusu koromoa a uh, linebacker from Notre Dame, just got drafted in the second round to Cleveland Browns. Whenever I had an opportunity to speak up on those guys, I always try to, you know, shout out to them and shout out to where we're from. Because I think this is a great area to be growing up. I think it's a great area to be an athlete. I think it's a great area to be a scholar. Uh, and just because, you know, it may not be a big city like Miami or New York City or Los Angeles, uh, there's some great people that come from this area too. And don't forget that. So as I moved on, uh, middle school, I went to Kinsville Middle, uh, worked hard, played football, played basketball, ran track, played baseball. Uh, I was always a great athlete or always a great student. Um, you know, throughout my life, 
it was very simple and very easy to me because I would come home and if I didn't have my homework done, I couldn't go outside and play. Uh, or I couldn't go play video games. I couldn't play Madden or NBA 2K or whatever. And my dad and my mom made sure that I got my schoolwork done. So, you know, I, you know, as a middle school kid, it was very normal for me to come home and get those things done first. So what I want to point out to you guys is make sure your priorities are straight. Understand that, okay, if you set a, a set a goal or you want to achieve something, you got to look at all the steps in order to make that goal happen for yourself. Okay, and I understood that at a young age. Uh, when I was 13, I had the opportunity to go to Basa High School, like I said, the Health Science Academy. Um, and, you know, it was a great opportunity because I wanted to be an engineer, actually a biomedical engineer, um, before I got to college. And I'll get to that part. But, you know, for me, it was a great opportunity to go to a school that was a public school out of district. I lived in the Green Run uh, school zone, but I was able to go to, to Basa High School, uh, play for my granddad, Bill Dudley. My head coach, uh, Darnell Moore, was our, our head football coach. And I just knew those guys were going to cultivate me and help me become what I wanted to be. So there was another step in my process of achieving the goal, which was to be in the NFL. So Coach Moore, uh, my granddad, Coach Dudley, uh, the teachers that I had at Bayside, they instilled in me that I can mentality. You know, they never said I can't. They never said I couldn't do something. But there was one point or one time that stood out in my mind I had a science teacher, and I won't say her name. Um, I came back from a junior camp at Duke University. It was my sophomore year going into my junior year, and Duke football had invited out, you know, juniors throughout the country or really in the Virginia, North Carolina, D.C., Maryland areas to come down for a weekend to, to you know, compete in a camp. And I was a sophomore. All the guys I was competing with were juniors. So I already had the I can mentality in my, in my mind. That's how I moved through my life, even as a kid. But my goal was to leave that camp and get a scholarship offer. I went to the camp. Coach Ted Roof, he was the head coach at the time. Uh, coach Bill O'Brien, who is now the offensive coordinator uh, for the Alabama Crimson Tide, a longtime head coach for the Houston Texans. Um, he was the offensive coordinator. And I went there, competed, and I was a tall kid. I wasn't necessarily the biggest guy. I was kind of skinny. You know, I was probably like 6'3", 180 pounds, 185 pounds, but I had the confidence and I had the heart because I'm from this area. And so I went there, competed. I got my scholarship offered once we left on the spot. Okay. The next day we drove from Duke to Marshall University, got another scholarship offer there. So those are my first two offers. So I come back to Bayside school, uh, you know, that Monday after that weekend, Saturday and Sunday, got, got my first two scholarship offers, uh, told some of my classmates and it was on rivals.com and internet. So guys knew, and you know, my friends were really excited for me. Uh, and my teacher overheard what we were talking about. And she said, oh, EJ, you got a scholarship offer to Duke? I was like, yes, ma'am. Yep, got it. You know, it's a big deal. But I think I'm going to keep, you know, keep working hard because I really want to go to like a bigger program. Duke football is they're better now, but they weren't necessarily uh, the Florida States or the Clemsons or the Alabamas like we see today. And so she said, well, you should go to Duke because look at you. You can't go to the NFL. And I looked at her and I just kind of like, <laughs> kind of looked at her like, what do you mean? And she was like, well, look at you, you're, 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 you're skinny. You, you can't make it, you can't make it to the NFL. And from that point on, fellas, it changed everything for me. I went home, I told my mom, I told my dad, and they obviously said, you can, you can. I'm sure my parents wanted to go up and have some words with that teacher, but they didn't because they understood that I was mature enough to understand that I can, and I did. <laughs> so going through high school, I was the uh, freshman, all or I was a freshman quarterback for Bayside, started all four years. Um, you know, I ended up being an All-American, uh, top of my class, top 10 
uh, athlete or quarterback in the country. Uh, I think I was number two coming out in the 2008 uh, recruiting class. Um, you know, I was a parade All-American, uh, All-State, All-Virginia Beach, All-District, all whatever, you know, as far as uh, the accolades. And to me, fellas, that was in the moment what I thought meant was success. But that's not the case. And I'll get to that, at, you know, later in the speech. So on paper, I was successful. I had the grades. I had my family behind me. I was doing my thing in football, basketball as well, track, whatever sport. I just, you know, naturally sports came very natural to me and they still do. But I, I chose to go a different route and now I work on TV. But from uh, my third, when I was 13, again, I was working out with Anthony Stringfield, my, uh, my high school trainer. And he asked me one day in a hot, hot summer day, I'll never forget, he has video of this. Uh, you know, what, what, what are my goals? What, I, what, what college do I want to go to? And at 13 years old or 14, I said, I want to go to Florida State. And God's honest truth, two years later, I got a scholarship offer from Florida State. So I, I had the opportunity to choose between Florida State, uh, LSU, North Carolina, Virginia Tech, UVA. I ended up having 51 scholarship offers uh, coming out of Bayside High School, uh, a school that a lot of people didn't know about. Um, you know, people say oh, they don't have a good football program, this and that. But Coach Moore uh, instilled in me and gave me that work ethic. And, you know, Anthony Stringfield, so many people, my dad, my mom, uh, so many people that always told me I could, uh, I, I achieved that. And uh, I went to the Elite 11. I was one of the top quarterbacks in, in the country, uh, along with Andrew Luck, uh, Mike Glennon, a bunch of other great players that have gone on to NFL careers. So I chose Florida State. I go down to Tallahassee, Florida as a freshman, five-star recruit, and I'm expecting an opportunity to get a chance to play. Uh, but I got there, and Coach Jimbo Fisher sat me down, and he said, hey, I want you to redshirt uh, your freshman year. And so that was where I thought it was me taking, a, a, I guess, a standstill in my achievement of succeeding. But in fact, it was probably the best thing for me. So that year, I was able to be the scout team quarterback. Uh, I helped Everett Brown, the guy who went second round to the Carolina Pan uh, Panthers, Tony Carter, Patrick Robinson, uh, all these great players on defense get prepared for their last years at Florida State. Myron Roll, one of my good friends. Um, you know, all those guys prepared. And they saw me put in the work. They saw me go to practice every single day to get better. And going into my redshirt freshman year, uh, not just on the football field was I excelling. Uh, now after that redshirt year of just kind of practicing, being a scout team quarterback, now having a true chance to compete for the, the opportunity to start at Florida State. Uh, I also made a change uh, academically. So like I said, coming into Florida State, I wanted to be a biomedical engineer. Uh, and for most of you scholars that don't play a sport, um, you won't be like me in this instance, okay? So I went to Chem 1, Chemistry 1, 8 o'clock a.m. Uh, my freshman year. And there's a lot of work, a lot of labs, a lot of homework. Uh, and being a student athlete, I'm sure you guys that play ball can understand you know, I wanted to have real a, a normal college life and not be up till 12 a.m. every morning doing homework. So I actually made a change that was probably the best thing for me uh, into broadcasting. Uh, a guy named Terrell Buckley, you guys could uh, YouTube him after this speech. Uh, he played in the NFL for a very long time, played at Florida State, standout cornerback, All-American, first-round pick, all that good stuff. Uh, he pulled me to the side one day. He said, hey, man, you ever thought about doing broadcasting and you know working on TV after football? So mind you, uh, T-Buck kind of put it in my mind as a redshirt freshman that, okay, though football is there for me, he basically created another alley, alleyway in my career. Uh, so I decided to, to change from biomedical engineering and I became a major in broadcasting. So after that redshirt year, my redshirt freshman year came, uh, I had another pitfall, an injury. 
Uh, that happens in football, as you as you athletes at home understand and know. Uh, that's going to happen in your career. You're going to have things that cause you to have to take uh, a pause. And even the ones that don't play sports, there might be things that happen in your life. Uh, you know, a family illness, you getting sick yourself, um, you know, a breakup uh, with your girlfriend, something that you think is traumatic in that moment it ends up being the best thing for you. Just understand that God will kind of direct all your steps and just know that everything is going to be along his plan for you. So I had to go out there my rest of freshman year I was still a backup to Christian Ponder. I actually had a chance to play in the last four games of the season. And for you, for you, for those of you who know Bobby Bowden, uh, one of the most decorated college football coaches of all time, set me down. I'll never forget it. He said, son, we got to win the last three or four games in order to go to a bowl game this year. And so you can imagine as an 18, 19 year old freshman, really my first opportunity to start, uh, the pressure was there, but I was ready because I knew that I could. I didn't have a I can't mentality in my mind. So my first start was against Wake Forest University. Went out there and I lit it up. I don't remember my exact stats, but we won the game. No interceptions, two or three touchdown passes. Um, Jimbo called a great game for me to have confidence to go out there and do my job. And all the while, guys, I was still a great student at, you know, first. I was getting a 3.4 GPA in college. I was handling all my business. I was showing up to, to study hall and tutoring, whatever I needed to do to make sure that if I wanted to go to NFL, I couldn't just be good on the football field. I had to be great in the classroom as well. And also, just to keep it real, I'm a black quarterback. And I understood that at the end of the day, they're going to look at me differently than they look at my counterparts. They're going to look at me and say, oh, well, he, he can't process. He can't think. He can't be smart. That's incorrect. I can. And I was. And I have been. So going through that redshirt freshman year, we beat Wake Forest the following week. We beat Maryland. Then we played Tim Tebow, uh, University of Florida in the swamp. 96,000 people live and in attendance. Uh, and it actually reminds me of that old video game Space Jam where your guy would go for a dunk and all the, the cameras, the lights from the cameras would start flashing. So it was a pretty surreal moment. But I handled my business. Joe Hayden was on that defense, Carlos Dunlap, a bunch of great players, and I still played well. It didn't win the game, but I played well. And so... Coming back to that bowl game that we were able to achieve, I helped lead my team to it. We went to a bowl game. This was Bobby Bowden's last game of his career. Now, Coach Bowden was like 70-something years old at the time. And again, you talk about the pressure of having to go out there and put on for your team. Christian Ponder was hurt, so it was my job to go and lead. And I was ready. Uh, we played West Virginia. The game started out okay. And then in the third and the fourth quarter, I turned it on. Threw touchdowns, ran touchdowns, ended up earning the MVP of that game as a freshman in the Gator Bowl. Uh, and again, we beat uh, who Geno Smith was the quarterback of that team. So it was kind of a battle between EJ Manuel and Geno. Uh, at the time, we were both young freshmen. And that's when I really knew, man, that this was my purpose. This was my walk. OK, now I was also kind of aligning success with athletic success or achievements, championships, rings, uh, notoriety, um, everything that came with being an athlete. But that's not what success is, and I'll get to that point. I just want to make that clear. I thought that was what success meant, okay? So my junior year, or my sophomore year, my junior year, I played well. Um, I had a 26-5 and five career uh, record at Florida State. Um, smashed a bunch of other records as far as throwing the ball, completion percentage, uh, things like that. You know, I would be considered probably a legend at Florida State. I feel like I have the respect from the crowd or, you know, the fanfare there, the coaches, obviously. Uh, I was able to kind of pass the torch on to Jameis Winston, who came out and had a, a Heisman year, uh, his freshman year, and they won the national championship. And actually, I was able to help bring my team to an ACC championship 
Orange Bowl championships, things like that. So again, I, that's why I aligned success with myself. Now leaving college, I went to the NFL draft. I went to the senior bowl before that, got MVP of that, played well. Uh, draft came around April of 2013. And I got selected just on the podium, just like this. Well, similar, a little bigger in New York, but uh, I got selected 16th overall to the Buffalo Bills. First round, uh, it was something that changed my life still to this day. Uh, a huge moment. Um, and again, I think what I had to learn, okay, I'm successful. I've, I'm a first rounder. I'm overnight multimillionaire. I've changed. I can go buy my parents a house, buy cars, all these cool things. But that's not what success is, guys. And I'll get to that point again. I keep bringing that up. I go through my NFL career. I'm starting as a rookie. I earn the job, get my rookie year. But I have another injury. I turn my, my, my left meniscus in the preseason up until my rookie season. And so I had to go get surgery just like that. Two and a half weeks later, I rehab, the battle back, was back for game one versus Tom Brady. Almost beat Tom Brady. The only reason we didn't win is because of a third down drop uh, by one of my receivers. Uh, and then when Tom got the ball back, drove him down, kicked the field goal to win it. So in my mind, guys, I'm successful. I'm playing in the NFL. I have financial freedom. My family's straight. I'm straight. I'm healthy. I'm balling. I'm doing my thing in the NFL. My rookie year came and went. Went well, started the whole season, had a few games that I missed because of knee injuries. Uh, my second year comes up, and this is where things changed for me, understanding what success was. So the first two games, we beat the Miami Dolphins. We beat somebody else. I think it's Carolina Panthers or somebody. And then the third game, we lose to San Diego Chargers, and we lose to Houston Texans on the road. Okay, so after that Houston game, I was upset. I had a, uh, a mishap that J.J. Watt made a great play, took it back to the house for a touchdown. And it really hurt my confidence, you know, but I wish I had somebody to come and, and, and say, look, man, in the midst of a storm, you're fine. You're fine. Remember that, guys, in the midst of a storm. So whether you throw a pick six or whether you get a, a failing grade or whether you don't get into the college that you wanted to get into, understand that you're fine because it's all a part of the plan that God has for your life. So in that moment, I couldn't understand it because I was young and I was in it. And I didn't realize that that was what was raising me to be a better man a better son to my, my dad and my mom, a better brother to my sister, uh, a better teammate to my teammates that I was playing with to stand up and keep my chest out and my head up and understand that I was still successful no matter what happened, whether you win or you lose. Remember that in life, whether you win or lose, you're still, you're still a success because you determine what success is. So going through that, I was basically benched for another quarterback, Kyle Orton. He came in and played. And I had to learn then that everybody in life doesn't really have the best interest for you. And so along your path of trying to achieve success, understand that there are going to be times where it's just truly unfair. There's going to be times where people make decisions and it has literally nothing to do with you, but everything to do with them. And especially when you're in a business like playing in the NFL, if you're in the business of working at a big time corporation, there's, you're going to have a boss that might make a decision and you might think it's something that you did wrong or something that you can't do. And I said can't, but that's not the truth. You can Remember that you can't. And just understand that just because they make that decision, it doesn't determine who you are or your level of success. So I move on throughout my football career, play my first four years in, uh, in Buffalo, play my last two years in uh, Oakland with the Oakland Raiders. And then I had an opportunity to uh, do a, uh, an interview for ESPN and ACC Network. Now in college, I got my degree in broadcasting, pretty much doing what I'm doing right now. And I, I wanted to create two opportunities for myself. So I want to bring that up too. Have opportunities and create opportunities in your life, guys. Don't just put all your eggs in one basket. 
that was, thank God, a mistake I almost made because I put everything into my football basket. But like I said, while I was achieving on the football field, I was still achieving in the classroom. I was making sure my grades were good. I was making sure my homework was done. I was making sure I had good relationships and rapports uh, with my uh, teachers and my professors in college and in high school. Even that high school teacher that said I couldn't make it. I was still very respectful to her. I never came down on her. I never bad-mouthed or anything like that because you don't want to burn a bridge and you never know who's watching you or who will be the person that they might be working for you at one point, but then later in life, they might be hiring you for a job. And so I bring that up because my producer now with ESPN was somebody I met when I first got drafted into the NFL. He actually was the one that gave me my hat because uh, it was a production by ESPN. And I was he remembered me being so nice and gracious and just being humble. And uh, I met him again, fast forward seven years later, and I had the opportunity to either continue my football career because I got signed by the Kansas City Chiefs in February of 2019 or take this job with ESPN and start my new career on TV. So I, I went with the Chiefs um, and actually I was able, and this is another thing you can leverage opportunities to. And what that means is you can use one opportunity to gain in that second opportunity. And that's exactly what I did. So when ESPN offered me the initial offer, and we're talking money, and I, and I like to keep it real, guys. Um, it wasn't what I wanted, okay? But I said, all right, well, I'm going to continue to play football since I had that opportunity and I was signed to a team. So a month goes by, I'm working out with the team, uh, with Patrick Mahomes and all these guys battling for that backup job behind Pat. And ESPN calls back, and they make a, a really, really good offer that I was you know, happy with and more than willing to leave my NFL career to start this TV journey. And so I had to go sit in front of Coach Andy Reid, uh, just like this, face to face, and tell him, "Hey, Coach, I'm gonna go, you know, work in TV. I'm gonna go work for ESPN." And and he was shocked because I was still playing, I was still young, I was still in good shape. And he knew I could get the job done on the football field, but he respected me more because I came to him and looked him in the eyes, a man. And also, I created two opportunities for myself. A lot of times, guys that play professional sports, sports is all they know and all we know. But I knew I could do something else, and so I decided to you know, walk away from football and now I work as an ESPN and ACC Network uh, college football analyst. And I love my job. I love what I do. So guys, to me, that's why I say success doesn't have to be winning championships. It doesn't have to be uh, driving nice cars. It doesn't have to be being the cool guy all the time. Success is peace. Uh, success is a good name. Something that you can't necessarily, you can't buy that back. If you have a bad name on the streets, guys, that's not a good thing. If people don't respect you. If you lie, you say one thing and you do another, no one's going to respect you. So make sure you keep your name clean. Make sure people respect you in the aspects of your hard work, your dedication. If, you, if you're if you asked to show up somewhere, show up 15 minutes early. There's nothing wrong with showing up 15 minutes early, being ready to go, have your shirt and your tie. People are always going to remember you for that. You make an impact that way without even having to say anything or speak out and shake their hand. They'll just look at you and say, okay, this guy means business. So guys, I, I tell you my story just to say, you're going to have pitfalls. You're going to have people that say you can't do it. You're going to have moments that make you think you can't do it, but you can. So persevere, work hard. Uh, and again, I'm a part of this brotherhood of the 200 plus men scholar breakfast. I was, like I said, in your same shoes uh, 10, 13 years ago. And uh, I look forward to all you men to continue your, your good work in the community. And uh, I'm sure in some, some days in 10, 15 years, we'll be coming to, to hear you guys speak. So God bless you uh, and have a great day. Appreciate it. EJ, thank you very much for that uplifting and motivational message. As a product of the Hanford Rose community and a former 200 plus scholar, we're proud of your success in business and life. You are indeed an excellent example for these students. Thank you for taking the time to speak to us today. 
stay floss, 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 stay floss. The views expressed by the guests are only the views of the guests. Unless we say we agree. Unless explicitly stated. Stay floss, stay floss, stay floss, stay floss, stay floss. Stay conscious. Stay fly. Hey, hey.